ShotGlassDigital.com. Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash geekout. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player of your choice. Audibletrial.com slash geekout. Help us out, guys. Come on. Come on, help us out. On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we look at The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a Goliverse Reads episode on your safe place to geek out. This is the Geek Out Loud Podcast. again everyone and welcome to geek out loud your safe place to geek out on the internet and what a show we've got for you this time around as we go to the book club to look at hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy book number uno book one and uh, we're looking forward to talking that with our usual suspects and with you if you're listening live right now at mixer.com slash goaliverse Get your fingers on the dial button and be ready to call 912-386-4294. 912-386-4294. We'll be taking your calls later on in the show. Looking forward to discussing what is a fun book, but we'll get into that later. First, want to say thanks to everyone who uses the Amazon links at Geek Out Online and geekoutpodcast.com. When you use those links and do your shopping through Amazon from there, it helps out the show in a big, bad way, and we constantly, constantly need your help. This show is not supported by many sponsors at all. We've got Audible, and quite frankly, everyone's got Audible. So, you know, not much there. Just kind of reminding you there's a service out there. Uh, but all of our support, by and large, our support comes from you guys using the Amazon links and supporting us through Patreon.com slash geek out loud head to patreon.com slash geek out loud to find out how you can support the goaliverse on a regular basis uh, at whatever you're comfortable with and uh, be like our featured supporter on this episode joseph tavano when given a special ring by a dying alien joseph immediately pawned it he didn't need it he conducts pure energy through his body and unleashes it through his fingertips to blast a hole through the plans of the wicked that is our featured supporter on this episode of geek out loud joseph Tavano. So, we thank him for his support, and we thank all of you for your support of the Goliverse via patreon.com 
slash geekoutloud. Also, if you want to show your support of the Goaliverse, we have t-shirts available at a t-public store you can head over to geekoutonline.com slash shirts uh currently there are five different designs we've got a the classic gold shirt we've got uh, a very basic gold shirt we've got the baby mushroom shirt for disney vault talk we've got a rock out loud mixtape shirt we've got the mark out loud shirt and uh that's that's it that's five right did i say everything Five, Mark Out Loud, Rock Out Loud, and you won't talk you to. Yes, five shirts. They're going to be there for a while, so get them while they last. Hopefully in a few weeks, months, we'll have some new designs up for some of the different shows. Um, and uh, they'll be there indefinitely, guys. And so don't don't wait, though. Don't wait. These things make great Christmas presents. They make great Halloween costumes. They're coming up. You can get all kinds of sizes, all kinds of shapes. Head over to geekoutonline.com slash shirts to do that now all the ads are now out of the way everybody all of the ads are now out of the way you can you can rest easy that though we'll make it audible to mention again that for the most part we're done we're done talking about stuff you can do to support the goldiverse now just sit back and listen and hopefully enjoy everything we do because you know we're going to talk that's what this is all about and so you know, maybe if you like to listen, maybe you're not a talker. Maybe you're a listener, and that's what you're doing. Maybe that's why you've uh, stuck your earbuds in your ear, or you've uh, connected us to your car and you <laughs> connected us. You know, much like you would a battery, I guess. I don't know. Did you know what I'm saying? That we're listening. You're listening to us via some type of electronical means, and uh, maybe you're just a great listener. Maybe you're like, yeah, I don't to talk but i like to listen and this guy likes to talk and that's all he does so i'm just gonna listen to him while he talks and i thank you for listening so much i just say thanks so we are talking hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and to do that we're going to bring in first of all ladies and gentlemen she has been known as the mother of the goliverse reads the book club that you can find discussions about over at geekoutonline.com slash reads she runs for all kinds of things i'm sure right now that when we talk to her she'll be able to tell us five different runs that she's going on to uh to support some cause let's play her music to bring her in Ladies and gentlemen, Nicole, Miss Jackson. What's up, Nicole? Nothing much. How are you doing? I am fat and happy, I reckon. So, hey, as long as you're fat and happy, that's all that counts. That's all that counts, huh? All right. Well, uh, are you ready to talk? Are you ready to talk about this book? Yes, I am ready to talk about this book. Okay. Are Are you just right out of the gate? I want to ask you. Are you more amenable to this book than you were the last one yes i am okay great great well we can't do the book club without we've got nicole now we've got to bring in the father of the goliverse reads book club uh ladies and we got to cue his music up too ladies and gentlemen uh you know him as the bald one Painter extraordinaire, the man who dwells in a freezer, ladies and gentlemen, Bald Rod. What's up, bald-headed Rod? 
Oh, wow. Bald-headed Rod's not talking. Well, he did jump from a balcony the other day, so maybe that's why. He what in the world? Talk. Rod, unmute your mic. Turn down your radio. Do something. You've brought the show to a screeching halt. Type to us. Let us know what's going on. He just said, I have no well, audio. Can you hear me? No, there no. you go. All right. Doing? Rock and roll. What's happening, man? We can hear you now, Rod. We just heard you. Stop typing. We can hear you. Yes. Rod. <laughs> hmm. Rod, we can hear you. We can totally hear you. We can hear you now. Why can't you hear us? We can hear you now. <laughs> now turn okay. down your volume now. Why well, well, I can hear you now. Uh, no, can, I can't actually. Can you hear me uh, now? The show isn't coming through. That is funny. No, we need you to. You need to listen to the Skype call, not the show call. Uh, I can't hear the show at all. So I might just be talking show. into the air right now. You're talking into the Skype right now. You don't need to hear the show. You need to hear me and Nicole. This is why we're getting a divorce. He's so hard-headed. He just hung up. My Lanta. Jeez. Can we bring him back? Let's try to bring him back now. Rod, you with us now? No, he's not. Can you hear me right I, now? I can hear you fine. Can, hear you. can you hear us? We we can hear you, but you can't hear us. This is weird. <laughs> Let's just all listen to Rod try to figure Skype out. <laughs> Works for me. He's type, type, typing away. We can hear you talking. <laughs> Your headphones are probably uh, Check your audio settings on, in Skype. Tell Someone in the chat, tell Rod to check the Skype chat. <laughs> yes, Admiral, we probably are going to get a divorce because he's very hard-headed. Oh, man. We're all fine here now. How are you? So, thanks, guys, who told him to check the Skype chat. We appreciate your help in what we're doing here. Rod, you with us now? Rod's not with us. I wonder if he has his headphones plugged in, Nicole. Oh, I can... Oh, uh, what? Oh, what? I can only hear... Let's... Oh. Okay, the weird thing is I can hear the audio because I have it going on the website. Right. But none of the audio is coming through from my Skype. Okay, what you need to do is go in your Skype and make sure you've got the right speakers chosen. Um, this is why I do it from my phone. I, I can't do all this extra stuff. Well, while Rod's doing this, let's uh, let's see if we can help him get it very low. <laughs> well, hello in. there. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. What happened? About edit, time. edit, edit. Uh, yeah, that's a big edit, sir. <laughs> in fact, well, let's let's do it all over again. <laughs> I get to hear Taylor Swift again. That's right. <laughs> she is an American treasure, Steve. <laughs> She is. She is an American treasure. What was going on just then? You know, I'm not very tech savvy, Steve. Mm -hmm. I, I just hit a bunch of buttons and all of a sudden I heard your voice and I said, well, I think I'm done hitting buttons. Stop hitting me. buttons. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop now. 
stump now. Well, Daniel said to um, pull out your USB and blow in it and plug it back in. Well, it's not in a USB, so there he, you go, Daniel. He, uh-huh. was, he was going old school Nintendo on us. Yeah, I think I did hear Nicole making fun so, of me, though. She was. Of course. She was, yeah. As your That's, internet wife, that is my duty to make fun of you. Well, listen. Yes, I just said duty twice. Duty. <laughs> Steve, she was telling the story, wasn't she? Like, like when you do Disney Vault Talk Tarzan, that's Disney, right? Yes. I'm going to call Bull Sweet Honey Iced Tea on that because having swung from a tree now, it's not that easy. Wow. Now, wait a minute. No, she said you fell off a balcony the other day, but that's I didn't all say he I'm... fell off. I said he jumped off. So I jumped you... off. Why did you jump off of a balcony? Well, I was power washing. Yes. And. I pulled the cord, Mm -hmm. and I hear this big bang, and I turn around, and it's my ladder on the ground. Mm. And I have no phone because I'm power washing. Right. And there's nobody home. Won't Mm. be any for at least four hours. I'm out in the country, well away from everybody. Oh, this is beautiful. Continue. Yeah, so I I looked around, and my option was a pine tree that was a little ways away from the roof. And uh, Beautiful. Here. You know, you you want to see the pictures? I I can send them to you. <laughs> it's it's pretty good stuff. I mean, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I I there's a railing around this porch, so I couldn't even get a running start. Mm-hmm. And it took me three times to uh, step over that railing before I finally had the courage. How? Enough. Now tell me again. How far away was the tree from? I'm, I kind of see the perspective here in the picture you just sent. The first one is my view from the porch. I took the ne- the second one from the okay, ground right. to show how I uh, was that. And that porch that you're looking at is actually raised, so that's about another three feet. Okay. Now here's the thing. I do remember. I see the pictures of your arm. I do remember those being tweeted out. Oh, it hurt. Um, <laughs> it so hurt bad. did you grab a limb? Did you try to grab a limb, or were you just trying to grab the tree and hug it? Oh, I, there was a limb. There was one limb mm-hmm. within jumping distance that was. I figured big enough around to hold my weight. Right. <laughs> it's like I grabbed one that I could reach from the roof without jumping, and I started to lean on it, and it started cracking. And I thought, well, I guess that's not an option. So, <laughs> so you were what, 13 feet up? Oh, no, 13, I would have jumped down. I was probably closer to 20. Okay. All right, so you're about 20 feet up. You launch yourself at the tree. Yes. Where do you actually end up hitting the tree? Uh, if you look at the picture, it's the branch that's a little ways out. Okay. Uh, if you look at the picture, let me see here. The one that I'm, I showed from the porch, mm-hmm. the view from the porch, it's yes. that top limb. Okay. That's the one I had to go to. So you did you ma- and you made it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I made it. All right. What from that moment? What went on? Um, I stepped on the limb below, and then I just kind of found a couple limbs and climbed my way down. So how did you scratch up your arms then? Because that's where my arms hit the limb. You know, you're probably thinking the same thing uh, my boss did when I told him the story. He's like, why didn't you just jump and grab the limb itself? And I was like, because if I missed the limb, yeah, I'm in trouble. Right. Well, I wouldn't be with us right now. Uh, yeah. My wife would be living high, <laughs> cashing in my insurance so- policy. Funeral. That's too much money. Put them in the ground. Well, I mean, it just seems like, though, it's a dumb decision all the way around. Like, the better decision is just to wait, right? Well, it would have been at least four hours. Did you have nothing with you that you could have, like, tried? I mean, 
to run nope. down to the ladder to try to pull the ladder back up or anything? Nope. So uh, the co-worker, my coworkers at my day job have had quite the good time with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting to. I mean, I, I hear George of the Jungle on the microphones. We got sure. intercoms at work, and I hear George of the Jungle a lot and Tarzan yell. Right. You and I just have a good time with it. I just go to the mic and say, who's hollering at me? There was no way to break into said house. Um, there was. Mm-hmm. Not recommended. Okay. <laughs> These people would not have taken well to that at all. Right. And I probably would have been working the next two jobs for free. So would they not have taken well then to you sitting there on the porch waiting on them to come home? Oh, uh, they probably would have thought, what kind of guy is this? You know, what kind right. of people did we hire to paint our house? Right. And I would have thought the same thing, to be honest now, with you. Now, I'm looking kind of at this porch here. Could you not have climbed over and and let yourself down and kind of slid down the little... Gutters all the way around? Yeah, the post the, there, whatever, that's underneath... The, the gutters were all the way around, and uh, not, I don't think they're going to hold my weight. <laughs> okay. Well, not necessarily the gutters, but they're on the edge of the house. Like, oh, see, that was a, there was like a, about a foot overhang, so I would have had to hang over, reach over a foot to get to right. that post. Right. It was kind of one of those, not a real good way. Yeah. Now, is this or is this not a, a house out of a John Hughes movie? You know, it might be. Yeah. It's well out in the country. Mm-hmm. Nice, fancy. So you <sighs> leapt a la Spider-Man with your whole body hoping to kind of, what, just hook this thing around like the gut area? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't make it quite that far, so I hit it with my forearms. <laughs> okay. But you held on. Yes. And then you were able to let yourself down. Yeah, I climbed down. No problem. Well, minus the whole bleeding arms. What about your pressure washing equipment? It was uh, on the ground. You dropped it. Well, no. I mean, the only thing that was up there with me was the wand, the little handle. Oh. Like the power washer itself was on the ground. I just had a hose. That was the problem is I had pulled on the hose to try and reach the far corner, and the hose hooked the ladder and took it down. Did you finish the job before you leapt to the tree? Yes. Okay. Because I was like, I don't want to come back up here. He's a hero, guys. He's a hero. I mean... Look, he's Rod, ladies and gentlemen, bald-headed Rod. (laughs) Did you hear in your mind the Superman theme as you leapt from... No. Um, What went through... Well, my bad. What went through your mind... When you when you jumped, I mean, when you're in midair, did things slow down and you have time to talk to yourself? I mean, what was going through your head? Uh, no, first of all, you shouldn't apologize for playing Taylor Swift again, and second, unrepeatable on this show. <laughs> did you or did you not wet your pants? No, I did okay. not wet my pants. All right. However, I don't know if I told Nicole, but the story gets even better. Mm-hmm. You've heard. My crevice, dead-eyed Pete. Right. I almost dead-eyed Pete myself. No. <laughs> so I threw the, the handle to the power washer down to the ground. Yeah. After I finished the top, you know, and then j- made the jump, get down mm-hmm. there, grab the handle. Little did I know that the power washing wand had come loose near the handle. Mm-hmm. So I aim it to wash the roof of the underneath porch, and it immediately sprays high-powered water into my eye. Oh. I felt like it blew my eye out. Well... And I called my boss, and I said, 
I never do this to you. I'm going home. No. <laughs> I am done. <laughs> Did you explain why? Like, were you like, I'm done? This is not. Yeah. I'd already sent him the pictures yeah. of the arm. And then I called back like five minutes later. He's like, what happened now? And I told him, he's like, yeah, go home. Like, I'm, nice. not paying. I'm not paying for this. Well, I, I tell you, I, I feel like, um, I, you know, I, I, I really do feel like you, um, tried to kill myself. Yeah. Something was, something was wrong there with you, buddy. I, there's I, a lot wrong with me, Steve. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. But you know what? You, you, you gotta be honest right now. If I can go big honking show for a moment, you, you took matters into your own hands you you saw the problem you saw almost an untenable solution and you said you know what i am a man and i'm going to handle this like a man you overcame all manner of adversity and i'm just going to go ahead and call you the real life superhero Give it up for bald-headed Rod, everybody. And I did walk on air, kind of. Yeah, for a minute, for a second, <laughs> for just a moment in your life. And you probably looked like he did. Were you flailing about? Yeah. It was uh, It was a big stretch and flailing, and I hit, and it was like, oh, thank God. I made it. <laughs> oh, hold strong, little branch. Hold strong. Oh. <laughs> And I'm thinking, man, I wish I was young because this wouldn't have been such a problem if I wasn't oh, old and out of shape. Man, I tell you, I, I, I mean, I would have just been stuck there. I would have just been stuck there. Oh, uh, it it crossed my mind. Like I said, that little railing, I stepped over that thing three times before mm-hmm. I finally said, "Got to do it." <laughs> There's no other way. Yep. There's no other way. Oh, good man. times. Not quite, but... <laughs> Way to go, Rod. Way to go, Rod. Well, Nicole, have you taken any flying leaps off of a building lately? No, I have not. I am not crazy like Rod. I feel like we should... Uh, I gotta make a, a Real Men of Genius promo for you. <laughs> Geek Out Loud salutes you, Mr. Stuck on the Roof Guy. <laughs> Mr. Stuck on the Roof Guy. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta tell you though, I the guys at work have been having a blast with it. I I've don't blame to, them. I've had to tell this story so many times because I had to put uh, what what you call it, some kind of antibiotic crap all over my arms, and then put gauze all over. So they're like, everybody that sees me, what happened? What happened? Well, let me tell you a story about an idiot on a roof. Yeah, <laughs> I have this friend. <laughs> I have this friend. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> who jumped off a roof so um man all right well let's talk uh let's talk some hitchhikers guide of the galaxy rod overall now nicole said she enjoyed this a lot more than the last book that we read one together um what about yourself well obviously i enjoyed this a lot more i've actually read this one a couple times but okay. i did revisit it for the book club i didn't revisit the rest mm-hmm. i did stop at one because i'm way behind on all my reading H- have but- you have you um have you read so you've read all of the series? Yes. It's okay. been a couple of years since I've been through the entire series, but I have this one I've revisited more than the rest. All right. All right. Wendy says she listened to all five. Nicole Wait, uh, have you audible.com. Was this a, was this the first time for you, Nicole, on this, or have you read this before? 
I have read this before. Okay. I've read all of them. All right. So you guys are coming with more Hitchhiker's Guide cred than I am. You have not read them before. No, this is my first time through. Sarah points out a, an excellent fact there. If I had a towel, it would have saved my arms. That's, Always carry a towel. Wow, that's yeah. so true. That's so true. Or you could Sarah, Sarah bringing us back. Or you could have wrapped it around your neck and used it as a cape to make you fly. I don't know how well a towel would have worked as a cape for me, but about as good as anything else I tried. Well, hey, I do. I love. I, great. That's a good pull, Sarah, by the way. Thank you so much for that pull on that. Um, Rod, you put some discussion questions up in the chat or in the in the discussion thread over at uh, the Goliverse Reads group page at goodreads.com. You can get there by going to geekoutonline.com slash reads. And join up with the group and vote on uh, books every month and that sort of thing. Um, and man, the wow! You <laughs> listen. I think I put it right there. Right. Press for time. Sorry, Googled. Here you go. Boom. Usually I write the own questions. This month is the first time that I've actually Googled the questions. Well, there you go. Uh, it is like one big run-on sentence. Good lord. It is. It really well, is. I didn't copy the numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Sarah, she did write in and. Um, in an email here, she says, uh, to the high commander of the Galactic Universe, Steve, Empress of the Planet Gold reads a lot, Nicole, and the royal workaholic jack-of-all-trades are Belvedere. That is her nickname for me, yes. Uh, greetings and salutations. I adore this book and find it so delightfully British, from the dry humor to the entire page devoted to a beverage that was almost but not entirely unlike tea. On the surface, the story resembles a big bowl of spaghetti with threads leading in all directions, but the amount of detail and tie-ins is extraordinary. To answer some of the posted questions, in the movie, Arthur is obviously the leading man, whereas in the book, he's much more underplayed. There are various instances where the other characters only seem to tolerate the bumbling Earthman rather than value him as a member of the team. His main role seems to be as a means of moving the story along, as in the missile attack where he pushes the improbability button or toward the end where Slartle Bartfast explains the creation of the Earth as commissioned by the mice. However, he rarely plays an active role and is usually just the person to have to explain everything to. I feel a bit sorry for him. I mean, everyone wants to be the star of their own story. Well, he's our gateway into this. You know, I feel like if you just dropped us in the galaxy with the Hitchhiker's Guide and they started having saying all these things and talking about these concepts, we wouldn't, we'd be just as confused as Arthur was um, as he showed up on that first ship. Um so I, I, you know, I, but I agree. He's definitely not so much the. The story doesn't seem to be about him as much as it is about the story. Absolutely, they're just. It, it, there really isn't a main character. No, there's really not. You know, you could you could make a, you could make a case that it's Arthur just because he's the guy from Earth, and you know it starts out kind of with him, um, but you could also make a case for it being Ford. Um, and uh, even Trillian, I think, to a to a certain degree, but uh, but I think he's the closest thing we get to the main character. Uh, despite our easily offended society, Sarah goes on. I don't think this book is really that offensive. Yes, he pokes fun at the slew of topics, but personally, I don't think it was maliciously done. He seems fair. She's talking about Douglas Adams here. He seems yep. fair and uh, he seems to fairly and equitably joke about all things like religion and creationism, but doesn't try to use it to convince the reader. That a group of sleepy aliens made Earth, etc. No, it was it was aliens and mice commissioned it. He doesn't seem to hold the Earth and its citizens in high regard either, but it doesn't undermine my self confidence. In the words of the great Ralph Steadman, 
God invented man because he loves silly stories. Also, I love the technology in this book. Overall, it has held up well. There are a couple of references to touch screens instead of buttons, which convinces me that Steve Jobs was clearly a fan of Hitchhiker's Guide. Finally, I will close up this email by sharing two of my favorite quotes. You know, said Arthur, it's at times like this when I'm trapped in a Fogon airlock with a man from Beetlejuice and about to die of asphyxiation in deep space that I really wish I'd listened to what my mother told me when I was young. What did she tell you? I don't know. I didn't listen. <laughs> and her favorite from Zephod Beeblebrox. If there's anything on this ship more important than my ego, I want it caught and shot right now. Best wishes on the galactic takeover. Sincerely, Sarah from Georgia. Now, listen, I feel like that's kind of my life's motto, the ego thing, guys. Oh, I don't think you have that big of an ego, do you? Well, you hang out with me a little while. You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> have you not heard Steve talk about his ego before? That's, yeah, I, yeah, Rod, come on. Narcissism. I, I took a narcissism test on, on the Big Honkin' Show one time. Classic oh, right. narcissist. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, classic narcissist. It's all about me. Uh, Andy Lindemann chimes in as well. He says, hey, gang, just finished The Hitchhiker's Guide a bit ago. This is one of those books that I read nearly every year just for laughs, and I've had it for about 20 years. I love this book, and the second in the five-book trilogy, Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Never really cared for the rest of the series, though. They became very unfunny. I see all the comments about satire, etc., but I've never read much into the book, always taking it at its surface as a 70s wacky adventure that ridicules everything. Kind of a Monty Python space adventure. The only thing that really sticks out to me is Adam's point of view is the little bits that who is Adam? Oh, Douglas Adam. I was thinking he was talking about someone in the group. I'm like, who is Adam? Where does this come from? Uh, is the little bits that mentioned God. The little jabs here and there, like the, with the philosophy books, the babble fish and the guy in the shack in the second book, made me think Adams is an atheist or something like that. But I'm likely just hypersensitive to the issue. The digressions are some of my favorite parts in the book. All of the entries from The Guide are fantastic, but even side stories that weren't in the guide were really funny, especially the bit about a war started by Arthur's careless words. I seem to be having tremendous difficulty with my lifestyle. And then the warships attacking Earth and getting swallowed by a small dog. <laughs> the other is the whole 42 story. I use that all the time. I teach eighth graders and multiply times a day, or multiple times a day, rather. I hear, Mr. Lindemann, I have a question, and I interrupt with 42. After a confused look by the student in class, I reply, 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything which is met with more confusion, but that's okay. Again, like Monty Python, the Holy Grail, so much of this book is quotable. Every few pages is something hilariously funny that could be quoted. Someone should start a Twitter account and do just that. It's probably out there. Sadly, yeah, my favorite I'm quote sure. is from the beginning of the second book. The group is at the restaurant in the end of the universe, and the waiter asks them if they want to have the cow come out and describe the best parts of himself to eat. They all act revolted except for Zaphod, <laughs> who happily exclaims, Let's meet the meat! I might be guilty of occasionally saying that in restaurants to this day. I never really felt like there was a singular antagonist or protagonist in the book, but there are at different times in the book. Uh, in the beginning, it's Arthur versus the Vogons, and later Arthur versus the Mice, but it's also Zaphod versus his unknown decisions. I guess the big picture might be Arthur's boring routine life versus a completely insane universe. I guess the, every, the only thing I ever really wanted in this book and the series was for Arthur and Trillian to actually become a cu couple. But I don't remember that ever happening. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. I also wonder if there was some significance to the name Slartle Bartfast. I guess it's supposed to be humorous, but I don't get it. Well, just say it out loud. Slarty Bartfast. Slarty Bartfast. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah, just kind of like the drink. The, uh, the galactic, what was it? The galactic 
pan or gargle blaster, pan galactic gargle blaster. <laughs> I have seen or heard other uh, of the other versions earlier this year. I listened to the entire radio series thanks to Techno Retro Dads. I saw the most recent movie whenever it came out and was someone let down. I watched the old 80s BBC miniseries, which seemed to play pretty close to the book. Terrible effects and all, but my first exposure to Hitchhikers was the text adventure game by Infocom. No graphics or images, only words, and it loosely followed the book. Really, the only parts I remembered were ones where I was stumped. At the very beginning of the game, Arthur is hung over, and to get out of bed, you have to take a couple of aspirin from his bathrobe pocket called analgesic in the game, and as a kid, I had no idea what that was. The other was getting the Babel fish. In the game, the fish come out of a vending machine on the Vogon ship, and you have to solve a very long puzzle to obtain it. In fact, I have a picture of the cover art from the game box on my wall in my classroom. Attached a picture. Anyway, if you like this book, definitely read the second. Some funny, funny stuff in there. Glad to be a part of the group. And now to start The Princess Bride. May the force be with you always. Andy Chewbubba, let me Google that for you. My phone calls me Batman Lindemann. That is a heck of a name. Yes, indeed. Uh, and finally, uh, Justin says, Hey there, book club. I want to share my thoughts on Hitchhikers in a separate mail, which I don't see anywhere. I didn't get it. Um, but I wanted to send this while I was thinking about it. I wanted to ask if you could play it on the show during a break or something. It's called The Sorcerer's Journey by the Eagle and is most widely known as the theme, th theme song, easy for me to say, to the BBC Hitchhiker's TV series from 81. Um, okay, here we go. I'll take a request this time around. This needs to get going quicker. Oh, this is the long version. Thanks. Thanks, uh -oh. Justin. Thanks, Justin, for sending in the long version. A lot of mandolin. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little See, rock I was surprised you didn't throw in the uh, YouTube link to So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, because that was funny. Yes. From what? the movie? Right. Is there you? You're saying I didn't throw that in? No, that Justin didn't. Is when, there, I, when he said he wanted a song played on the, because uh, he, I think it was through Twitter, he reached out to me and said he had a song that he wanted us to play on the episode, and I thought that was going to be it. So I was kind of surprised it wasn't. Is there a song called that? Uh, yeah. You don't remember? Did you watch the movie? I did. Did you find it? I found something that says "So Long and Thanks for All the Fish." that things are not always what they seem. For instance, on the planet Earth, man I feel like had this always just... assumed that he was the most intelligent tidbits, so they eventually decided they would leave Earth by their own means. The last ever dolphin message was misinterpreted as a surprisingly sophisticated attempt to do a double backward somersault through a hoop <laughs> while whistling the Star Spangled Banner. But in fact, the message was this. So long, and thanks for all the fish. That's just the opening of the movie, right? I think so. I, I meant to rewatch this movie, but again, free time is not something I have. I understand. I have watched the movie. I watched it a while back. Um, and as someone who has not, who had not at that point read the book, I was not averse to the movie, though I heard a lot of people did not like it. Yeah, I I think if you, because I I was the same way. I'd read the I watched the movie first, and which is rare for me. Usually I read the book first. Mm -hmm. So I didn't mind the movie, but if I'd read the book first, I don't think I would have enjoyed the movie as much. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think as I was, here's what's funny is I didn't really remember the movie, but in my head, as I was listening to this book and hearing the things that Arthur would say and the way he said them, I pictured uh, Martin Freeman, who played Arthur in the movie. Yes. And I'm like, well, that's perfect casting. That's <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's the way to go. Yeah, I remember thinking that when I was re- when I was listening to it. So now, guys, I want to I want to kind of compare and contrast this with the last book we read a little bit. Obviously, you know, out of the Silent Planet. Which, by the way, I feel like we kind of got shellacked for giving the book a shellacking. Yeah, I need people bro. to deal with it. We did not <laughs> like that book. Now, now, wait a minute. I feel like I was pretty fair to the book. I just said its biggest crime was being boring. I think I was, eh, I was harsh on the book, but I regret nothing. <laughs> and, Ditto. Yeah, For I was once gonna, I agree with my internet husband. I was going to say, Nicole, I realize you didn't. You don't regret anything. <laughs> no, I don't. But you know, uh, C.S. Lewis is. In, in all of his work, in all of his fictional work, very, um, he uses he's very allegorical. Uses a lot of allegory. Gets into a lot of different, and especially toward the end of Out of the Silent Planet, just a lot of, of philosophy and, and the way that he sees the universe and the way he sees creation, everything. With this, I really felt like it was very had had just as much of of the author's philosophy and at Douglas Adams philosophy, just in a much more subversive and entertaining way. Yeah, I did. I think one of my favorite quotes was the, where the man came down and they nailed him to a tree for the audacity to suggest that people be nice to each other. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's something of course that, you know, has been adapted by a lot of people in their criticisms of different, you know, things with, with the life of Christ and that sort of thing. But, you know, as he as he goes on, and he does take jabs here and there at the church and and at uh, and and at and at theism and that sort of thing, and you know, I realize I'm like, well, I'm reading, I'm listening to slash reading the works of a man who is is obviously some type of atheist, some type of you know, he definitely has his his views. Um, he described himself. Then you do a little bit of study, and he describes himself as a radical atheist. Um, so that he wouldn't be asked if he meant agnostic, he said. Um, so he, you know, it was, so it was there, you know, I don't think he is the evangelical atheist that like a Richard Dawkins is or, or someone like that. But I do definitely think that, um, that, that, you know, it, it comes through very clearly his take and it, and it's a neat juxtaposition to me, just the philosophy of it all. Well, this isn't the first time we've had this, is it? We also had it in Ready Player One. At Ready Player One, it was much more out there. You know, he was much more, what's more obvious with his thoughts and beliefs. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It, but it, to me, it was so, I, I got so caught up in the story. that they, You kind of forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, it doesn't take front and center the way it does here because it almost seems like, as entertaining as this book is, that there is a lot, going on to you know people use the term satire and i think they're using satire kind of the wrong way i don't know um it's it's basically how can i be entertaining tell a fun story a fun science fiction story and you know and then obviously and then his personality begins to spill over to it and it does become this this philosophical thing on politics religion 
you know, just life itself. And, um, and, and to read it and, and to hear it read, I guess I should say, to have it read to me by the great Stephen Fry, you know, that's just, that's one of the things that kept, as I, you know, just t- to take a little bit of a serious tone with it, that's one of the things that kept coming back to me. I'm like, this is really kind of a subversely philosophical book because those things, those liners, like you mentioned, rather the one you mentioned, it is just kind of thrown in there and, and you move on. You know, it is the, the, the intelligence of man is called into question quite often throughout the book. And, and I, and I know that Douglas Adams probably didn't think, well, mice are the smartest people in the world, but you know, he was an environment, a bit of an environmental activist who campaigned uh, for all kinds of endangered species. So, you know, he's getting his thoughts out there and he's getting his ideas out there, but he's doing it in a way that's not, he's doing it in a way that I wish everyone would get their ideas out there. And, you know, in a way that's like, okay, I get, this is entertaining. And if I don't like what he's, if I don't like his thoughts, that's fine. I'm still entertained. Yep, exactly. And not as in your face about it, which is the way we all enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to read a philosophy book, I'll go to the philosophy section, which by the way, will never happen. That's well, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe one day I'll go look. At, I can. Okay, look. Can we just when you get to some of these people that get into the philosophy stuff, it's just stupid. You know, I I think one of my favorite things I ever saw, and I, as far as books, it was uh, a pie ch- a, two, a Venn diagram of two circles, and it was. Author says that the curtains were blowing in in the the blue curtains were blowing in the breeze, and it was on the left was the uh, literature teacher and all these things that the author meant by the by the blue curtains blowing in the breeze. On the right circle, it was just the author. The curtains were blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's not look. You know, and sometimes obviously in this book the author is trying to get a point apart but let's not dissect everything that every author ever write and tried to figure out what they were trying to say you know yeah sometimes it was it's just a joke and you move on and there is no hidden intent in it well like you take one of the first books we read the martian um you know i think that was just meant to be a straightforward suspense slash adventure story you know, we're a character piece looking at this, you know, looking at the looking at Matt Damon's character on Mars and how he got through it and everything. And it and it was entertaining. It was engaging. You're rooting for this guy. If he had died in the end, spoiler alert, I would have been really ticked off. You know, that kind of thing here. It's like it is. It's funny. The, the You know, this book is just funny. And and Arthur's reaction to suddenly being in a Vogon ship is is hilarious because he doesn't, you know, it says he, he, he doesn't panic. He's too much shocked to panic. He'll panic later. Yeah. I think, was it in an email or was it on the Goodreads with one of the quotes? And I don't want to die now. I've got a headache. I don't want to go to heaven with a headache. Yeah. <laughs> that was Wendy. She tweeted that, I believe. Nice. Was it Wendy? Nice. Um, what are some of your favorite parts in this, Nicole? What, what are some of your favorite things about this book? Oh, Arthur and his stubbornness. He just could not cope. This is the man that was like, you know what? You're not going to tear down my house. I'm just going to lay here in the mud and make sure that you don't tear down my house, which, uh, yeah, we all saw how that went. Yeah, but fight the power. 
You know, I mean, the, 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 you, you immediately, when he's out there doing that, I, lo- I love the fact that Arthur's like, this is how I'm going to settle this. I'll just lay here. And it's, how long are you going to lay there, buddy? Why don't you move your stuff out of the house? <laughs> he just has no intention of moving. He's Mm-mm. just like, ah, go get me a sandwich or something. <laughs> and then the whole Arthur's plight, basically, it was the same as the Earth's plight. If you go to this building down in the basement, you would have known that we were going to blow up your planet for an expressway. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was locked up in the closet. What was the title of it? What was the cabinet listed under? Oh, I forget in in the uh, where where the oh where the where the document about the the freeway yeah. was yeah. Well, what's funny is the Vogons do say, "Don't whine to us. You could have gone to Alpha Centauri anytime and looked at this." You know, it's like if you can't, it's only six year years away. If you can't be bothered to be, invest in local events, <laughs> it's you know, it that in itself kind of gives you an idea of. In, in the scope of the galaxy, you know, just if you stop and think, I guess that is kind of local for us. But um, the absurdity, I guess, you know, it's very, the absurd humor is is one of those things. And it is very British in its absurdity. It, you know, it, someone mentioned Monty Python. I think it was Sarah mentioned the Monty Python aspect of it, or maybe it was Andy. And it and it is. It's that same type of absurd humor that it's like, I I know this is completely unrealistic, but it is hilarious, and it's a great take on the way we do life. You know, when you think about all the forms you got to fill out, you know, just to, geez, get married to, you know, when you're filing taxes to get a driver's license for crying out loud, and all the little secret hidden things that are sometimes there and the loopholes and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's kind of absurd when you think about it. So. Well, I can't remember one time somebody put the stat, like how long it would take the average person to actually read the Apple terms and conditions. Right, yes. Just and I can't like remember that. how long it was, but it's absurd. And how much, and you know, we just click agree. You know? Yeah. Do you want to <laughs> send it by email? No, thanks. I'm not going to look at it there either. Yeah, no, I don't understand the words you're using. It's not, yeah. It, it, even that in itself is absurd. Those 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 terms and agreements for the terms and conditions for anything are just absolutely <laughs> Absolutely absurd. Do you have a favorite character in this thing, Nicole? I would go with Arthur because the other characters, eh, well, even I vaguely remember the other books. I don't. I would have to reread them, but I'm going to stick with Arthur on this one. Mm-hmm. Rod, I'm going to go with Zaphod. He just cracks me up. And somebody brought up the uh, in the second book. Yeah, let's meet the meat. Nice. <laughs> yeah, let's meet the meat. I lo- I like Ford. Ford just trips me out. His, you know, because he understands everything that's going on. You know, he is the he's a contributor. You know, for the for the Hitchhiker's Guide, and he just kind of takes everything as it comes. It, almost like, on one hand, he's almost like that that dumb lazy friend character, and then on the other hand, he's the guy that's got most of the answers. Yep, Wendy says Ford just wants to get drunk. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, I did get confused. It took me a minute to kind of understand what was happening with Zaphod's thing, where it was actually stealing that ship, and you know what the heart of gold, the heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of the improbability drive, though. Yeah, and they're just five probability chances, five thousand to one, and dropping. Yeah, and it just gets everything back normalized. 
the, uh, the, a whale appears oh out of my nowhere. Gosh. And here's that what poor whale. <laughs> <laughs> here's what went through the whale's mind as it plummeted. <laughs> well, I love that that we had that. You know. Yes, I, that was to me. I'm like, this is sick. But again, so British and so absurd. Um, uh, it, and then I'll call it land, land, ground. Uh, <laughs> Splat. <laughs> He reminds me a lot. Adams reminds me a lot of Brooks, Terry Brooks, not Terry Brooks. Um, Terry Brooks, like mixing up my authors. I don't know. Are you, D- you Discworld? Are. Discworld. Somebody in the chat, help me out. Terry Gilliam. Nah. No, Terry Pratchett. Pratchett. Thank you. Brooks is uh, whatever that other series is. Thank you, Doc. But they, they, Adams reminds me a lot of Pratchett. Just absurd humor. That yeah. if you look, if you look, you'll find some, some satire in there. Well, I, I lo- it's important to note that suddenly, against and against all probability, a sperm whale had been called into existence several miles above the surface of an alien planet. But since this is not a naturally tenable position for a whale, this innocent creature had very little time to come to terms with its identity. This is what it thought as it fell. Oh, whoa, what's happening? Who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose in life? And what do I mean by who am I? Okay, okay, calm down, calm down, get a grip now. Ooh, this is an interesting sensation. What is it? It's sort of a tingling in my... Well, I better suppose... I suppose I better start finding names for things. Let's call it a tail. Yeah, tail. And hey, what's this roaring sound whooshing past what I'm suddenly going to call my head? (laughs) Wind. Is that a good name? It'll do. Yeah, this is really exciting. I'm dizzy with anticipation. Or is it the wind? There's an awful lot of that now, isn't it? And what's this thing coming toward me very fast, so big and flat and round? It needs a big, wide-sounding name like Ow, Owns, Round, Ground. That's it, Ground. Ha! I wonder if it'll be friends with me. Hello, Ground. Curiously, the only thing that went through the mind of the bowl of petunias as it fell was, Oh, no, not again. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like... No one ever understood. Yes, yeah. No one. Many have speculated that if we knew exactly why the bowl of petunias had thought that, we should know a lot more about the nature of the universe than we do now. <clears throat> oh, oh no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That this book gives me so many other things. I just want stories about. I want a story about the people that were set into war. You know, because of those, because of Arthur's words and. Uh, and that reminded me a little bit of Men in Black when that happened too. When he's like, and they were swallowed accidentally by a small dog. That, yep. re- that reminded me of the Men in Black stuff. You know, when you uh, w- when it's pulling out away, and you know the galaxy's in a marble of some alien kid's marble sack. Yep. And uh, you're you're reading, you're hearing it. Well, I hear it instead of listening. And you're thinking, oh, they're gonna f- march on Earth, and I don't. What's gonna happen? Well, they're apparently small enough. They're gonna get eaten. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, how is this? <laughs> He's about to rewrite history here. Then, oh, swallowed by a small dog. <laughs> oh man! No, there are just so many funny parts in this book. It's, it's it, we we love the funny books in this club, don't we? Yeah, I mean, yes, I, we do. well, I mean, look, it's entertainment, you know, and I think that's the whole idea is um, is is entertaining, and. Um, and, and a lot of times with anything that I set out to when it comes to Geek Out Loud, I'm just asking, am I being entertained by this? Am I not entertained? 
And at the end of the day, I was entertained by this book. And I, you know, and and there is a lot more to the absurd humor. There's a lot to the to the satirical, philosophical side of things. But at the end of the day, it's entertaining. And that's all we want, like you that's said, all, yeah. is to just be entertained. And unfortunately, we weren't last month. Wow. Now look, don't don't. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't resist. He really can't. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's be honest, Nicole. You were the one that was like really bringing the hammer down. Because the book sucked. It's, I'll never get that time back. All those nights at work, I could have been reading a different book. But maybe it'll be one of those things that one day just click with you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this one." No, it won't. It won't. <laughs> I don't think this book will ever. I'll be go into, if somebody mentions it, I'll probably go into convulsions. Like, no, I don't. I don't want to remember this. <laughs> Look, I can. I should be like Zaf. Can somebody burn that part out of my brain that I read this book? Oh, and now Steve is sad. Yeah. Now he's not entertained. No, I'm not. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey guys, we want to hear from you on this. We've read a few emails. You can give us a call nine one two three eight six four two nine four, or if you have us on Skype, uh, go ahead and, and hit us up on the Skype nine one two three eight six four two. Nine four. We want to hear from you about your thoughts on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I almost said the Guardian's Guide to the Galaxy just then. Here we got uh, someone calling in from the 703 area code. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. What's up, Admiral? Nothing much. I, I've, I've been sitting here like a kid in class that knows the answer, like waving hand, like, oh, oh, pick me, pick me. I know the answer. Pick me. Oh, well, what's the answer? <laughs> 42. Okay, good, good. <laughs> well, they, they keep on mentioning Python, and I'm just like, I don't, because I wrote stuff down, and I did homework and had childhood stuff. So uh, the author, um, Douglas um, Adams, who wrote the book, everyone keeps on saying it's Mighty Python, that's it's Mighty Python. Well, he actually wrote for Mighty Python. He's one of only two people outside of the Mighty Python group, you know, Graham and, and Eric Idleman, and then actually wrote some of the Mighty Python sketches. Really? I had, was yeah. not aware. And, and one that he wrote, like the first one is in, and you can actually see him in, in the flying circus, is Patient Abuse. And the sketch plays on the idea of mind-boggling paperwork for an emergency, which goes through the Vorgon's obsession with paperwork later on. He also helped write one with, um, oh no, not, not, not um, John Cleese. And it was about Genghis Kong and or Genghis Khan and, and you know, the life and times and, and that sort of thing, the modern day telling, which kind of goes into the beginning rant when he was talking about, um, you know, that the um, the earth, I guess, government person that's coming and trying to explain, you know, why this is getting bulldozed to his house, to Arthur's house. And there's a reference to him being related to Genghis Khan. Oh, yeah, there was. And 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 this is this is the part where I'm I'm going to lose everyone. <laughs> so there's actually they've done DNA testing about the number of people, and it's 0.5 percent of the male population in the world, or roughly 16 million people, are believed to be genetically related to Genghis Khan. And that is because, and as it's a family show, so I'll keep it playing. He begetted a lot of children, and also eliminated a lot of the competition. Yeah, yeah, about 40 million or so. <laughs> <laughs> so he could he could actually be uh, related to Genghis Khan. It's, it's not that out of the ordinary. There's 16 million descendants today. So yeah, there he you had an affinity <laughs> for hats or something, wasn't it? Affinity for furry hats. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought you guys were making a Radio Lab reference. No. Okay. No. <laughs> it, this it, it's Mr. L. Proster. I'm probably saying it wrong. And um, he, he was the one that was talking about, you know, having to be the, the government person to go to Arthur Dent's house and tell him, you know, it's being bulldozed. And you could have found the plans. They were in the locked cabinet in the, you know, office space that said, do not touch danger electricity. <laughs> <laughs> down down in the basement with no stairs. Yes. Yeah. And it, and I just copied it. Like, yeah, he was, he was unaware that he was a direct but very distant descendant of Genghis Khan, which caused him to have occasional visions of mongrel hordes and preference for fur hats and axes above the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, what's funny is I just heard an old episode of Radiolab the other day where they talked about doing some DNA research over in Asia, and they found out that um, a, a very uh, surprising number of people were related to a single descendant that they all think may be Genghis Khan. Yeah, because it was the right time frame, and and there's all kinds of rumors of the, the number of kids that he had. Right. So I've actually done one of those DNA, and I am not related to Genghis Khan. Did you really? Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the ancestry. Wow. <laughs> Can't believe you suck, got suckered into that, Rod. Oh, I'm, I'm. I did one of those too, Rod. I'm like forty percent Irish, which explains why I'm just so pale. <laughs> <laughs> One of the few non-canning island people. Yeah. Well, now, Admiral, have you? How how often? How much have you? How many times have you read this book before? Um, I think just once or twice before. I've I've read Princess Bride more, so the next mm -hmm. one. But um, you know, I, I love British humor like that. It's it's hysterical. Have you read the whole just series? Dry British wit, you know. Yeah. Have you read the whole series? Um, no, not yet. I didn't want to, you know, get ahead of myself when we had the discussion, but I, I will be reading it later on, yeah. all the rest of them. I mean, I like, I, I kind of want to as well, just to see, you know, according to Andy, the, it's at least the first two are this entertaining. He's not so convinced on the last few. Yeah, the trilogy that turned into six books. <laughs> well, you know, he was kind of having issues later on with life, the divorce and whatnot, and that affected his writing. So it did kind of get dark in the other books okay yep and then the sixth one is by another author whose name escapes me oh really it's not even by the same author he he passed away he passed away i yeah. think it's i think it's like um i think the same thing they did like with one of the dune books like they had like some notes and stuff and so they just got someone to write it based off kind of like the notes that he had okay. Aaron culture maybe Brian Beatty says that it's Aaron Coulter. But, well, all right. Well, he would know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to Google it. I'm going to yeah. take Brian's word for it. So if it's not Aaron Coulter, everybody, well, Brian Beatty. I'm I'm now at the uh, I'm I'm at the um, the the wiki for it. Uh, Aaron, he, wait. Let's see. The uh, the author of Artemis Fowl. It's spelled E O I N. How would you pronounce that, Brita Files? Mm -hmm. Owen Ian Ian Colfer has been commissioned to write the sixth installment entitled And Another Thing. So, yep. Sure. All right. We'll go with that. Yep. Um, oh, he was close. 
Brian was close. Oh. No points. No points deducted. Okay. No points. We and may God have mercy on his soul. Well, yeah. Okay. Although some of what he said did make sense. There you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so we award him no points. Great scene. And may God have mercy on his soul. Uh, so, uh, Admiral, anything else you got to say about the old hitchhiker's guide? Uh, a couple more. Yes, so please. I was wondering, I mean, we know Douglas Adams, he was English, so I can't help but wonder if, and he did kind of grow up after sort of the, the World War II, I kind of wonder if the, the don't panic that's always in there, if that's just kind of based off of the, you know, keep calm, carry on posters that they always have, like in World War II. Well, when was he actually born? Let me find out here. Let me, uh, you know, Google that for you. Um, Let me Google that for you. Thank you. Uh, he was, 1952. You do not know in in real life. Whenever someone tells me to Google, uh, I have to stop myself from going. Let me Google that for you. You should, and, and I know that no one else will get it. Yeah, but you like, should do what? it. You should do it. It'll become your thing. You say, "Oh, I got that from Geek Out Loud. This this podcast I listen to." And you and that's how yeah, you point. Oh, that's right. That's how you point. We want to we want a freaking Pegasus tour T-shirt. We're working on it. We're working on all. I'll this. tell him. <laughs> we're working on we're working on all the shirts. The problem is, you know, what I'm finding out is the shirts don't really sell. No one wants a shirt, so I will buy a freaking Pegasus. I haven't t-shirt. got paid yet. Jeez. <laughs> got to get paid. I had medical bills. I jumped out of a roof. I understand. Yeah, well, Rod, I listen. But <laughs> Rod, Rod's got to feed some rabbits. Do you know how much lettuce costs? You I know, do. these rabbits eat an amazing amount of food. I do, but can I just say how wonderful it would be in my mind just for you to have a, a gold shirt on while you're just flinging yourself into the great abyss, hoping <laughs> to hit that tree. Well, I would say I would reenact it for you, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe a long sleeve gold shirt to kind of protect the arms a little bit. There you go. Keep calm and leap into the tree. <laughs> so I had a couple more things. Yes, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Admiral. Oh, Go ahead. So I had one, and, and this is a little bit spoilery for Princess Bride, but not really. I'm going to take it out of context. So they have in the book when they um, end up landing on, well, in, in Hitchhiker's Guide, when they end up landing on the planet, they have sort of that narrator going, don't worry, nobody gets hurt, just a bruised wrist, you know, and a broken cup. And that's kind of like in Princess Bride where they kind of interject the story and go, don't worry, they don't die at this time. That's right. That's true. That's a that's a fun. Yeah, I do. That part was just so you won't be too worried by the suspense. One person yeah. gets. Yeah, I. Yeah, they do not die at this time. She does not they get do eaten not by die the eels. At this at, time. She says she, he, the line from the movie is, "She does not get eaten by the eels at this time." Yeah. <laughs> well, you looked a bit worried. I just want to let you know. They don't get eaten by the eels at this time. And then it says, at this time, it's like, so there's another time that she gets eaten by the exactly, eels? I, exactly. I don't understand. Exactly. But then the other one was, uh, and it's just kind of one of those throwaway lines, like you're talking about, Steve, when they're just doing these little sidetracks, and like, I want to hear about that. So one of the lines that just kind of struck me in the book, it was talking about, and I'm probably going to say the name wrong, Eccentrica... Columbus, the triple-breasted lady of the evening for Erotica 6. And I wonder if, if maybe when they did Total Recall, if maybe that's, you know, the director just like, oh, yeah, from the book. Had to be. Had to be. 
a shout out. I thought the same thing when I when I heard that. I'm like, I did too. I'm like, did Total Recall get that? So just like someone must have been a fan. That's all I can think of. It must have been. I don't know who um who wrote. I'm actually Total this, Recall. I believe was based on a Philip K. Dick book. This may be, um, but I'm talking about who directed it and who put that original movie together. Um, listen, I pulled out the author. That's all you get from me. There on you that. go. I actually, well, listen, okay. Omni reboot. Science fiction movies love three-breasted women, and science fiction fans love the bizarre and unusual. Okay. And I think the last one I had was uh, at the at the very end of Hitchhikers, where they're kind of having the shootout with the cops, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Ford and the president. And so one of them say, "Like, who are these guys?" And I just remember that was also in the Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid movie. Well, the Butch Cassidy and them were hiding from you know, and they said, "Who are these guys?" Uh, well, maybe it's a, may, now that thing that might be a little bit more of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, yeah. The, I, how about the conversation the cops were having though the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing a book in my spare time. Yeah. <laughs> Angry because he hasn't been published yet. We wouldn't. We wouldn't do. We, listen, you got us on a good day. We're not going to kill you. We're just going to beat you up a little bit. We're just bit. gonna rough you up a little bit. Come <laughs> on, work with us here. Oh we man. Can't not rough you up. Nice. Uh why um yeah but to to leave it on a high note yes (laughs) totally different topic but i I feel that you know as we're all geeks we can do this i I was at something with my brother and um you know we're talking of course people kind of look and say like are are you kind of we don't look anything alike so we usually get are you married and it's like ew no and you know like are you guys related as we're waiting in line just kind of like you know poking at each other and i looked and went yeah, can't you tell? We're twins. And my brother, who I love dearly, and this is why, without missing a beat, went, Julian, I am your brother. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is why I love my brother. You just totally got it. <laughs> nice. I love that nice. movie. Well, Admiral, so, yeah. good, so good to hear from you. We're going to uh, we're gonna have to break bad on a Friday night and bring back the old Friday night call-in tradition. So, um... So, so so we can hear from you more often. All right. So, I like this plan. It's I'm, a good plan. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> I'm excited to be a part of it. That's right. Although really... Love it, it when a plan it, comes together. Yeah, but that's not a full plan, Steve. That's 11% of a plan. I understand. Well, you know, it's 12%... Still better, still better than no plan. Right. It's 12% of a plan, which is better than 11% of a plan. There we go. So, all right, Admiral. Thanks so much for calling in and uh, and adding your perspective to all this. Always a okay. blast. Have a good night, bye. my friends. Bye, Rod. Bye, Nicole. Bye, Steve. Bye, Admiral. See ya. Bye. Uh, Alicia Pettit, the old Admiral. Glad to have her have her call in. You can call in nine one two three eight six four two nine four, or hit us up on the the Skype if you would like to. All right, we got one from the 931 area code calling in. Hello, hello. Hey, Steve. It's uh, Brian Beatty. How's it going tonight? What's going on, Brian? How you doing, man? Uh, not much. I don't I don't have anything nearly as insightful as the Admiral had to say. I just, you know, this has always been one of my favorite uh, series, so I just, you know, I'm excited to speak out a little bit about it. Yes, sir. Now, well, listen, um, it's always hard to follow the Admiral. Even I have a hard well, time doing that's it. That's true. That's true. Uh, I guess I'm a little different uh, than maybe some of the other people that have that have chimed in. I, 
I, I love the first book, and it, it's great. It's, uh, but I don't know that it's necessarily my favorite. I, I actually kind of like the later books. Uh, so, uh, so you know, you I, you like the like where Andy said that he didn't really care for the final three. You you like you like them all. Well, I I'm I'm a little bit like I've heard some people talk about Star Wars the same way where. You know, the original Star Wars is is so great because it's the first one and mm-hmm. because it, you know, brought in the whole universe. But be, then be careful. It. Be careful, Brian. I'm, no, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm the big Star Wars fan. I'm not <laughs> stepping on your toes. I'm just saying, but a lot of people will, will go on and say, you know, I like the second or third, you know, right. uh, movies better. And, I, and I'm kind of the same way. I actually really like the third and the fourth book a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's where... and. I know you you'd spoken earlier about uh, Arthur and how Arthur's not really exactly the main character. He kind of is, but he kind of isn't. He kind of becomes, I mean, they're, they're all so important, but he kind of becomes the, the main character. Sure. I think he really develops, and he becomes more of the main character in the later books. There's more and more about him. He kind of comes, comes, comes into his own a little bit in the in the galaxy. But, uh, but no, this, this first one, I still love it. It's, it's got some of the best the best lines and, and the best uh, little bits. Uh, I, I know one of uh, one of uh, Rod's questions uh, on the uh, the, uh, the website was, you know, do you, uh, were the are the little little chapters what I call interstitial chapters? I mean, the, the little side notes are they distracting? And I, those are some of my favorite things too. Just a little, you know, page and a half. Uh, snippets that come out, you know, that have never really don't have anything to do with the story. Mm-hmm. Like a they, like a uh, sperm whale falling to the ground. Oh no! I mean, that's part of the story. I mean, just the little things like the guy, you know, like the planet of, of ballpoint pens, or I don't know what else. Um, you know, just some of the little things, or, or like the, we mentioned one earlier about the, uh, the the space fleet that you know ends up coming to Earth and, and getting swallowed by a dog, and they're just little things that they don't really have anything to do with the story. I kind of think. At least my theory is that they were just kind of filler, just to stretch it out because it is a short book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the story, you know, from the original, you know, because it started out as radio dramas, and then there was a book, and then the you know TV series and movies. But I have a feeling maybe they were just trying to stretch it out a little bit, or you know, doesn't sound like. But I mean, I say some of the some of those stories are are some of the funniest, you know, most memorable things. I, but again, I, I just this this is one of my favorites, and it's been that way for for years and years. Um, I, uh, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say you you brought up the radio drama, and it's funny. I didn't even know that it was originally a radio drama. Matt brought it up on the on the Goodreads site, and I, I sh- really should try and take the time to go find those and listen to them. Yeah, and every every story. My, I'm, I'm the book guy. I mean, I, I love the books. That's always been the thing that I've I've gone back to, you know, over and over again. But uh, every, from what I understand, every version is always a little bit different. Adams would change it up. He, would, you know, the, the main characters were mostly the same, but some of the uh, the situations and the and the plots would change from from version to version. The, the books were a little bit different than the radio drama. The, the TV show was a little bit different from the books. The, the movie, you know, he had a hand in that. He passed away, I think, you know, right before that came out. But you know, he had a hand in that, and, and he had changed some things. There's, there's the one character I, I can't remember if anybody else does. The one that John Malkovich plays. You know, I, I'm I'm struggling now because I've not seen the movie in a long time. But uh, there's a, a character that's just not in any of the other versions that I can remember. He's a little strange, almost like a I don't know, almost like a televangelist kind of 
character a little bit. I'm not saying somebody in the chat might remember that, but um, every version is a little bit different. But um, you know, for me, uh, the uh, I think somebody said this earlier that the books have always been sort of the definitive version. I mean, I I came across them probably when I was 12 or 13 years old, and have not come back to them, you know, over and over again through the years, and they were really kind of the first. Um, I don't want to say adult, like, you know, they're not raunchy body books necessarily, but the first not kids book that I really read, that I, that I was, you know, exposed to, and it all, you know, that, that first little taste into kind of the way adults think and mm-hmm. the way that, you know, the, the world is for, you know, somebody who's not a little kid anymore. And so they have a, a very special uh, place in my heart just because of that reason. Plus the fact that he's hysterical. Yeah, they are pretty good. I actually didn't discover these till probably about ten years ago. I, it was always one of those I always thought I'd get around to reading it. And it wasn't until about ten years ago that I've read them for the first time. And I, I think this was the third time for this book. I think I've gone through all of them twice, and this was the third time for this one. Yeah, but they, I got I got my book uh, at uh, at the mall because you know we had malls back back in the day. I remember going to the Walden books and picking up. I've got the big like leather, you know, complete. Quote unquote, it's not complete anymore, but the complete Hitchhiker's Guide. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and I'll go back and read it every, every few years. Although the last couple of times, and this time too, I've, I've, I've listened to the audiobooks. Um, or at least I'm, I'm going to go back. I've, I've only listened to the, uh, the first one here in the last you know week or so, or a couple of weeks, just to get ready for this uh, book club episode. But I'm going to go back and try to listen to them again, and then eventually maybe try to read that sixth book. Um, you know, Steve, you said something about uh, the, all the books. The fifth book's really hard for me to read. And uh, I think, Nicole, you mentioned um, that, you know, he was going through a divorce. And that's the one that really, it's it's very different. It's very dark. He, he's in a very, you know, very kind of dark place. And it, it really, I don't usually go back and read it. I usually stop at the fourth book and just pretend that that fifth book <laughs> was never written. But I'm, I'm going to try to read it again, and maybe I'll, I'll have a better opinion of it this time well i mean listen we've seen creators time after time when they hit uh hit rough patches in their life go a little bit off the beaten path with their stuff i mean temple of doom was written and produced while george lucas was going through his divorce so oh, yeah you know yeah, it's just sad that he didn't get a chance to finish that you know because he i think he he acknowledged that in some some writings and, and you know speeches and things that you know that, that he'd really like to go back and try to um to rectify that situation at least as best he could. I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, it, 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 some of it's kind of hard to come back from. But mm-hmm. uh, but he, he never got the chance. So I'm, I'm going to try to read that. Uh, I've forgotten the name of it now. And another thing, maybe, or, or something along those lines, that the, the book that, uh, that we couldn't figure out how to pronounce the guy's name earlier, uh, that had, he took some of his notes and earlier things that he had, had written and, and, and diagrammed and tried to put it together into a uh, coherent books. Yeah, actually, I was just looking. It was you because you talked about that book. I was like, somebody talked about the divorce and and to skip that book when Wendy was talking about reading all the books. And I yeah. went back and I was like, oh, it was you. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I that one I've only read it one time. I mean, I read all the I read the four uh, the first four books. I don't know how many times. I'll read them every few years, but. The fifth book I read once, and I've never been able to bring myself to uh, 
to, to read it again, but I'm I'm, I'm going to have to uh, bite the bullet. I think this this go around and, and try to read it if I want to get to the, the the last one and see if it you know is any good. I I did enjoy the last one. You know, it was a different author, so it wasn't quite the same. But I have enjoyed. You read it? Yeah, I enjoyed it more than I did Herbert's son taking over the Dune series. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, let's I be honest. It. I found it at like a discount bookstore someday. So I'm going to grab that. I'm going to sit down and read it. Now, I've, I've sat and read about the first 10 or 15 pages and, and just haven't really jumped into it. Um, that's one thing uh, when uh, when the Admiral was talking about uh, the uh, the con stuff. That's one thing about this book that I like is in the very first, I mean, like the, the first chapter, I, I was in this book. I mean, it was... You know, just the little stuff like, you know, Prosser and or however you say his name and how he's, uh, you know, having these weird thoughts and doesn't know why there's horses screaming at him and his furry hats and his wanting to put axes on the door and stuff. Just a little quirky British humor type stuff like that. You know, that, that really, uh, that grabbed me. So I was, I was in it the very first time, the very first, you know, within the first 10 minutes of, of sitting down with this book all those years ago, I was, I was completely hooked. And then, like I said, I enjoy all the ones, or at least the first four a lot. I mean, they, they don't – the humor maybe changes a little bit. Maybe they're not quite as funny as the first two. But I, I still there's, – there's some parts in the third book especially that I, I really like. Uh, and then the fourth book has a kind of a it, – it's a little more sentimental maybe, but it's, I still like it a lot as well. Isn't it nice, too, when a book immediately grabs you? Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about it with The Martian. Like, The Martian – right off the bat grabbed you and this one grabbed you right off the bat and then there's some books you get to and they might get you sucked in eventually but it takes a little bit longer this is one of those books that the minute you start it you're going you know you're not ready to put it down it might be 12 30 and you got to get up in the morning but <laughs> i've been there with this one sometimes well I dude, I loved it, and Brian, like this has really piqued my interest to go and check out those other books as well. Um, so you know, we may revisit some of this stuff down the road. Oh yeah, you definitely got to read the the next few. If I want to find out what what happened, what the, what's going on with those petunias. All right, well, <laughs> sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. Well, Brian, thanks for calling in, buddy. I appreciate hearing from you. Anything else you want to say about uh, the old Hitchhiker's Guide before we go? No, I appreciate the time. All Thank right, you. man. Thank you, Brian. Good to talk to you, man. All right. Okay. Thanks, Bye. All right. Nicole, you still with us over there? I sure am. Okay. You just kind of got quiet all of a sudden. I didn't want to interrupt Brian while he was talking. That's kind of rude. Well, I mean, <laughs> Rod brought up Dune again for crying out loud. <laughs> well, you know, the, I've I made still a promise. Haven't even I haven't even listened to that episode yet, so it's well, fine by me. Let me tell you something. You thought you hated Out of the Silent Planet. Uh oh, I put everyone on hold. Call back, Wendy. Sorry, guys. I, I put everyone on hold. Guys, I absolutely put you on hold while I was trying to take Wendy's call. You sure did. I, I thought you did it because you didn't want me to defend Dune. No, I, I don't. I, listen, Dune is great. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Dog. I just. I just Darn like Skippy. It's great. You bring Dune up like I bring Star Wars up is all I'm saying. Well, it's a running gag. Is Dune your Star Wars, Rod? <sighs> no. No. Okay. No. I do I do enjoy it a lot, but I wouldn't call it my Star Wars. Well, that's what I like to hear. Rewarded with Taylor Swift again. 
third time tonight. Wendy, what's going on? Not a lot, guys. How are you? Oh, Wendy. Good, hey. good. Wendy, I'm interested to hear your take on the old Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I just enjoyed it a lot. I've, I don't know why. I've been thinking of all the things I'm going to say, and now it just like it's all jammed up and it won't come out. I'm sorry. Um. I actually had... I uh, actually have notes here on your quotes. I enjoyed how you pulled a bunch of the quotes out. Oh, yeah. My favorite quotes. I have those. <sighs> well, we are, you already talked about the one about, I don't want to die now. I still got a headache, and I don't want to go to heaven with a headache. <laughs> I'd be cross and wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. I get I mean, headaches quite often, and that just killed me. <laughs> don't want the headache. I'd, I'd be quite cross. And the other one that I thought that was very fun, funny was... Um, well, first, um, magic thighs, hmm. which I want to be called magic thighs. <laughs> you been, want that name? I've been called thunder name. thighs. Not thunder thighs. No, magic thighs. I don't know. Hey, it's all yours, Wendy. Wendy, okay. magic thighs. Thigh. It's all yours. <laughs> yep. You have to talk to Dean about that, Wendy. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, but anyway, magic thighs and broom bundle, we're talking. And, and when they're talking about the, oh, gosh. The computer, right? To get the answer. <laughs> and <laughs> that's right. We demand rigidity defined areas, rigidly defined areas of doubt and uncertainty. And I just thought it was funny, you know. Rigidly rigidly defined areas of doubt and uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. We must we demand rigidly defined areas of doubt and uncertainty. And I thought that's I don't know, the philosophy kind of stuff. It killed me. <laughs> <laughs> it just killed me. Um, Steve, I sent... Did you get my message? Your message on... I, on Skype. I sent you the link for Thanks for All the Fish. Is I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. And you told me about 30 seconds in? Yeah. And then and then it'll go... Because it just, it's just music, but then you get the actual... Okay. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but oh dear. <laughs> You may not share our intellect, which might explain your disrespect for all the natural wonders that grow around you. So long, so long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> that was just a good one. I don't know. Anyway. So long, so long, so long, and thanks for all the fish. You can almost, oh my gosh, you almost can see the, the chorus line in that one, can't you? But, yeah, the little dolphins kicking their little tails. <laughs> yeah, so I thought the uh, the philosophical stuff that mm -hmm. was funny in the first one got a little old by book five. Okay. Um, and all the little tangents that he would go off that just made me laugh and it would just crack me up because it was so squirrel, you know. Right, right. So, made me laugh until about book five and then it's like oh god i'm getting so tired and then i and then it was pointed out to me that book five he was going through some serious sad stuff so okay well maybe that's why but i don't know i was i i got a little tired of the squirrel which makes sense to a certain point i guess <laughs> well you kind of sometimes you get to a point where there's so much of it you just want to get on with things Right, 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 mm -hmm. right. Come on, let's get on with it. So, right. And it was just, I don't know, it was amusing, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. 
even though I've not. This was the first time I've read it, though. Well, I didn't even read it. I'm sorry. I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the what was available with the North Las Vegas District Library. So that's what I took. And shout out North District Library. <laughs> <laughs> They get a lot of tourist action there at the old North District Library. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> what's, what's, what's checked out in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's right. That's their motto. Again. You so. never see it again. So I, I listened to all the, all the books on audio. So Yeah. It was, it was interesting, well, but I do like um, Stephen Fry's version better than Martin Freeman's. Even though Martin Freeman's good, I just preferred... Well, now Stephen. I listened to Stephen Fry read it. That's who. That's yeah. who read it to me. Right, right, and he's the, does the first one, but Martin Freeman does the other. Oh, really? Four. Okay, yeah. I, I have not heard. I've not listened to any of those. I just thought, as I was hearing him and the character of Arthur, I was just like, "Wow, Martin Freeman would be great for this character." <laughs> and he was. Yeah, he yeah, and apparently it it was left over in my uh, my subconscious. Right, so it was stuck in your brain. I don't know. I don't know what came first, his versions of the book or his casting in the movie. I don't know. I guess I should have looked that up. If I was Alicia, I would have that already in hand. Yeah, the old Admiral, she likes to get her answers, and she'll probably, <laughs> she's probably humming, let me Google that for you right now, and is going <laughs> right, to find out. Right. So. Right. So, but that's okay, because we need someone to keep us in line, so that works out all right. Yeah. We've not really talked about Marvin much. Oh, my gosh, Marvin. Oh, my gosh. He's funny in the first one, and once again, wait, <laughs> I can't wait for that dude to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, someone reprogram him to not be so depressed. Um, See, I love I, the depressed robot. It made me laugh. Uh, well, whenever the very end of the book, when, you know, basically the sh- robot ship committed suicide so he couldn't talk <laughs> Marvin anymore, yeah. I'm literally walking around. the. Uh, it's 630 in the morning, and the dog and I are out walking, and I just start laughing, and someone drives by on their way to work and just kind of gives me the look. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this crazy lady? <laughs> I just waved. <laughs> you know? The ship committed suicide. It's uh, funny. Oh my gosh! Because I did. I just started laughing. I said, "Oh my gosh!" Out loud, I said, "Jackson, the ship committed suicide." And he just looked at me. He looked at me also. The dog did. Like what? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> not familiar with that command. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> just kind of tilted his head. Yeah, yeah. What are you nice. talking about, dude? So nice. But that made me laugh. Just. Out loud, flat out loud, and what a way to end the book. It's just, he, he committed suicide because <laughs> so of old Marvin and <laughs> saved them all. Oh, man. Well, I forgot about that. That was good. There oh, were just so many little things like that that, I, that are hysterical, and I need to get better about writing that stuff down, but usually I'm at work. And... Right. Yeah, well, I, I'm usually like driving. Next... Sorry. I said I'm usually driving when I'm listening to stuff, so... I have a hard time remembering it as much as I would like to sometimes. <laughs> well, the the fifth book, I had to actually re re listen to it like to the last part of it like three times because I was so. What just happened? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? I don't understand what happened. And then I had to go and look it up and have it explained to me on the internet. Uh, so. I gotcha. So I could get a little bit better grasp. But it's like, I think I know what happened. 
but I don't like I don't like that when they end that way. I like to be able to have a little bit of a grasp, not go, wait, wait, I think I know what happened, but I'm really it's not like, sure. Yeah, it's like Angley's Hulk. You're like, what is going on? There's a giant jellyfish in the sky. What is going on? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. What wow. happened? I'm very simple-minded. Don't get so complicated. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, well, Wendy, thanks so much for calling in. And yes. uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, before we let you go? Uh, no, I'm very excited about Princess Bride as well. Yeah, um, uh, I, I noticed that they do have similar. They're kind of similarly. <laughs> I'd be more. I'd be more excited if there was an actual unabridged audiobook version of the of the book. Out well, there. Oh, I know. You know I'm what like... I I found is that I'm ha I've been listening to a lot of books lately, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm having problems reading now. Uh oh. Like sitting down to read. Yeah. Like I I don't have the patience for it, mm -hmm. and it's making me a little a little nuts because that usually has been in the past one of my favorite things to sit down and you know read a book, and now it's like I I don't have the patience for this. I have to be up and doing something, and 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 it's it's bad. So I need to get back into the book because yeah, I think it's I think it's shutting something down in my brain. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've got that, and then it's also like I'm so not used to having a lot of time to sit and read that I always feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> There's something. Well, I have a lot of time on my hands right now, but so <laughs> I got plenty of time to read. There's no excuse for me not reading. But well, Sarah says, do, read out loud. Do your own audio book. So that's it. Yeah, do that while you're walking your dog, like book in hand. Book in one hand and reading out loud, and then all the children that catching the bus, I'll. They'll just give me the look. And <laughs> you know, speaking of reading a book at an inopportune time, have I ever told the story about almost dying when I was in high school? Uh oh. Oh my god! <laughs> Does this have anything to do with a tree? Yeah. What were no, you this jumping off of this time? Uh, we we hopped <coughs> in track, so we had to go to a school 15 miles away. Mm -hmm. And this was right before I had my license. So another kid's dad came to pick us up, and he was a pastor, no less. But on the way home on this country road, he was reading a book. <laughs> while driving, like he had the book propped up on the steering wheel, oh, Lord. reading it while driving, and it just kept hitting the shoulder, and you, the gravel's flying, whoop, and he'd get back on the road. And, and I do yeah. remember a very specific detail. It was a Star Trek book. So oh. the guy had a lot of issues, let's be honest. Yes. You know what? I lived 40 miles away from my high school, and so when we did drive in, we could have done that, but we chose not to. He's, yeah, he's no Reading while driving, I do not condone it. It did not. Yeah. It was. I did not feel very safe in that back seat. He's no yeah. pastor. I want to know. No, he scared me. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Reoccurring theme. I almost died. I almost died. <laughs> I got arrested, and then I almost died, and then I almost died again. Uh, I, I didn't almost die the night I got arrested. No, it was not. No, I did. Wasn't running in together. I'm just. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Chronicling yeah. your life. I almost died. I got arrested. Almost died again. <laughs> Bought a rabbit. Yeah. Jumped off a roof. Yeah. Bought a rabbit. Almost yeah. died. Yeah. <laughs> Bought another rabbit. Bought another rabbit. Then I almost died on the way home. Yeah. Jumped off a roof. <laughs> Jumped off a roof. Shot myself. This in the is why his structure. real wife has so many insurance policies on him. No, yeah. man. Yeah. One day, she's going to be a rich lady. Rich woman. There you go. Yep. There and Doc's going to get all my books. He's already called dibs on that. Dang. Well, all right. I'll, I'll see if I got anything for you, Steve. Well, I appreciate it. 
Wendy got any got any Star Wars toys? Is what? Oh, and I'm very sad about your Star Wars toys sickness because well, so, now my daughter is all into it. Uh oh. Well, you know, <sighs> contain contain it while you still can. <laughs> Embrace it. She's Embrace got, it while you can. Birthday and Christmas coming up, so I'm gonna. I've already hit the <laughs> the uh, the wish list on Amazon. So yes. oh, there you go. <laughs> There wow. you go. Anybody who wants to buy your presents can buy her. <laughs> just look for it. Just get with Wendy. She'll give you the Amen Corner right. Amazon wish list. So you can. That's right. And be and, sure to use the. Uh, the and sign the card, Love Mom. Thanks. Love Mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be sure to use the Geek Out. That's right. Yeah. Go to geekoutonline.com or geekoutpodcast.com. Use those Amazon links. All right. Well, Wendy, thanks so much. Good to talk to you. Tell right. the family we said hello. I will. Good night, all. All right. Good night. Night, Wendy. Night, Wendy. All right. Um, well, guys, uh, unless we get another call here in the waning moments. I did want to say before I forget that uh, I'd like to recommend a book that, for whatever reason, this book made me think of, and that was uh, Good Omens. If anybody hasn't read that, I we should mention, too, that we are going to be taking a couple months off. Yeah, I was I was getting there. Thanks. Okay, sorry, jump uh, the gun. Yeah, that's fine. Next week uh, or next week, next month, uh, we'll be discussing this month's book, The Princess Bride, uh, and then uh, the next book we've got on the poll is Ender's Game has won. But November, December, chock full of holidays and uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> so we are going to November hold- only has one holiday. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's a big one. I'm running into honestly running into super busy time with work. So as we uh, as we get into that time, we're going to taper off on the Goodreads, Goliverse stuff. Uh, continue to be active in the in the in the post and on on the page and everything. But then we'll bring us back around uh, come January. We got one more call here from the three four seven. Hello, hello, hello. You're on geek out. Oh, they hung up. They had the Rodney disease. They, they uh, I can't. Hear. I can't hear you. Yeah, must have. Must have. So, um, guys, any final thoughts here about the old? Uh, I almost said it again. Guardians Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No, it was just a really funny book, and I, I meant to mention this earlier, and I, it's well out of context now, but. Uh, Jennifer Burroughs brought it up that one of the questions was about the main character and it's a fictional book about a fictional book so there you go yeah I guess it's fair enough that there's no main characters well the book towel preference the (laughs) I like big beach towels all right let's see if we can get this here hello hello hi Steve hello hi how you doing (laughs) you didn't read the book did you no he said call if you don't have another call so <laughs> I just wanted to say hi and um, just trolling. I, I, my microphone died in the first call too, so I wasn't trying to prank you. I was, I was like, you know, Steve, Steve. Have Steve. you? Wait, shh, be quiet, Andy. Have you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I, I'm working for three webs. I don't have time to read books. All right, see ya. All right, oh. well, <laughs> um, it's <laughs> no, horrible. I'm sorry. We don't want to get too much off topic. Um, so, uh, did you say choice of towel? Yeah, the bigger the better, boss. I, I'm I'm a normal towel size guy. I'm not a big beach towel. Nicole, I am a big big beach towel type of girl. Yeah, I, I like I like them. They can wrap around me. 
I also have a tendency to when I'm at the beach to uh, throw a towel on top of my head as I'm leaving the beach. I don't know why I do that, but I do. So, well, yeah, that's a good look for you, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I look kind of like somebody's. Uh, I look like uh, the Iron Sheik or something, coming up off the beach, ready to go, <laughs> ready to go to, ready to go to the ring, and take on Hulk Hogan. Well, Rod, Nicole, thank you guys so much for the work you put in and uh, appreciate all you do to keep the book club up and running. And uh, I will try and be a little more active on the Goodreads and Twitter while we have our months off so that uh, people stay engaged. Yes, please do. Nicole? Yes. Any rules you'd like to reiterate about the uh, <laughs> the, the discussion forums there at the Goodreads page at geekoutonline.com slash reads? No, I re no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, all right. So you didn't you you're not coming in as hot tonight as you were last month. You were really ticked off about stuff. That was th- this month. They have not ticked me off. All the right, children have been good. Well, good. <laughs> all right, we're gonna send all your hate mail to Nicole. All right, guys, don't forget you can email us geekoutonline at gmail dot com. The Goliverse reads at gmail dot com. Goliverse reads at gmail dot com. Twitter. At Geek Out Loud, at Goliverse, at Goliverse Reads, uh, at what's it? What is it? Bald Headed Rod? That'll find me. Okay. At uh, CO984 Life, class of 98 for life, is where you can find Nicole. And uh, don't forget the Facebook page, facebook.com slash geek out loud. Hey, get one of these audiobooks and give it a try. You learn how to not like reading. Go to audibletrial.com slash geek out, audibletrial.com slash geek out. Get a free 30 day trial, an audiobook of your choice there. You don't forget you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash geek out loud. And then, of course, um, those Amazon links that have been mentioned again and again. Get a t shirt, geekoutonline.com slash shirts is where you would go for that and um and and sport your love around and around wherever you go for the goliverse that wraps us up here on this geek out loud goliverse reads episode until next time for rod and nicole i'm steve we'll see you next time on see you next time guys see you next time guys I've cut Steve off. Uh-huh. You sure did. Take that. Horrible. <laughs>